0: In today's show, the NBA is back. So we're recapping both games from opening night, catching up on news, looking at top performers. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast as always at redrock underscore b ball and on Instagram at Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and whatever your favorite show, whether it is Locked On Bucks with my mate Kane, whether it's Locked On Nets with Adam and Doug. You can find your favorite team covered right across the network. So go and check it out. So we're back. The season recap shows. We're going to be looking at news, recapping the games. Looking at all the individual player performances. And if you are watching on YouTube, the graphics are a little bit wonky. We're going to fix those up. They're fine, but they're going to look a little bit nicer as we get along in the season. I'm just still getting a few things going with templates and stuff like that. But all the info is going to be there. And then we look at the end of the show. We look at the top performance of the day in category leagues and points leagues and the top guys who are under-rostered, who you might be able to consider adding. So let's uh, let's talk about the news across the NBA at the moment, um, Ben Simmons been suspended by the Sixers for being a uh, an asshole really, at practice. And this is, I guess, just part two on his plan of getting traded. Number one, don't show up to training camp. Stupid idea. Lost all that money. Number two is turn up and be a, a petulant asshole and not participate and get kicked out. Well, I think that might actually work better. So he's suspended for this first game. There is no guarantee that he gets back into the rotation for the second game or the third game. I don't know if he plays. The team clearly hates him. He hates the team. Um, it's not looking great. So while we, you know, was a great add, then we thought, hey, Simmons is going to rejoin the team. And now, eh, I'm not so sure. I'd be happy to add Maxi and see where all this goes. But it's been a pretty rough look for everybody involved in this. Simmons, Rich Paul, Daryl Morey. Um, Doc Rivers, the Sixers organization, everybody has looked pretty shithouse in this whole scenario. Um, if you have Simmons on a roster, you just got to hold him. Cade Cunningham, Cunningham, no, not Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham is out, which is disappointing. We didn't see him in preseason. We're not going to see him on the opener. I hope they're not bullshitting us about the seriousness of this ankle injury. Hopefully everything's all right and he's back really soon, but he won't play in the opener. That's pretty big news. Uh, that gives an opportunity for the, the Jacksons, Josh and Frank, uh, Diallo, Joseph to step into his minutes. And then the news out of Sacramento. They couldn't be left out of uh, shit teams doing shit things. Marvin Bagley is out of the rotation, uh, which we hear the news from his agent. After they were going to trade him and they didn't want to get the value back. Now they're not going to play him. That's fine. He's not very good. But the whole way that they've approached this and him and his representation and his family, it's again, it's another just disaster from all sides, really. Again, I don't think Bagley's very good. I don't think he deserves to start. I don't think he deserves to start his minutes. He's not that good. So if for some reason you drafted him in a category league, what, what are you doing? Drop him. In a points league, if you had him in a 12-team league, you can drop him there as well. He's just not that good. But that is the news there with... Uh, with Marvin Bagley, uh, that he won't be in the Kings' rotation. What that probably means is they're going to go with Tristan Thompson and Alex Len coming off the bench together, which could be—I don't know how you phrase that—a little bit of uh, a little bit of an adventure. I guess that's a way you would phrase it. But I will tell you what, isn't an adventure, and that is using Sweat Block for excessive sweating. It's the number one thing that you should be using if you've got that problem where you sweat through your clothes and it gets embarrassing. Sweat Block might be the answer to your problems. It is doctor-created doctor recommended and it works for up to seven days. They have the dry shirt guarantee as well. So if it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. That's a no risk proposition. I use it, it's getting to summer here. It's actually pretty hot in this room when I'm recording. Got my sweat block on now, it's working a treat. My family uses it, my son, my partner, we all use it. We've got a great array of sweat block stuff here and it's been awesome. So you get the wipes, you wipe them on before you go to bed. You wake up the next morning and you're ready to go. And you can't, you don't just have to use it on your armpits. You can use it everywhere literally wink everywhere chest armpits back sack crack they didn't want me to say that but there you go you can use it wherever you want and you can get it now for 20% off at sweatblock.com by using the promo code locked on also available at amazon and at cbs all right so let's get into the bread and butter of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast and recap some games Ah, oh, yeah look at us with our big, fancy graphical transition. As I said, the graphics on this page aren't particularly nice, but we're here, and we're here ready to talk basketball. Um, the Nets, they got smashed by the Bucks. Pretty happy with my start to my Yahoo betting article. Three from three from that first game, so I was pretty happy with that. 127 Milwaukee wins over the Nets, 104. Harden was pretty good early on. Look, that's a really good line. 20 and eight, eight assists, a steal, two blocks and four threes. Unfortunately, he was only 38% from the field. And we saw a trend right across preseason, and it's happening here, of just free throws being well down, which is one of the best things the NBA could possibly do. Free throws are boring as shit. They ruin a game, and dropping them down is an amazing thing. So while it will have an impact on, say, Harden's overall value, everyone's going to be losing free throws, so it's not going to be that bad. He was still really good here. Durant, weirdly, was only 3 of 6 from the line. He finished with 32 and 11 with three threes and 2 blocks. Pretty good night overall. But I guess the headliner from a Brooklyn perspective is Paddy Mills. Mills was unbelievable. He had 21 points. But before you get absolutely rock hard about it, he hit seven of seven threes. They are literally his only points. And I I don't guarantee things, but I guarantee this. He will not be a 100% shooter. Pretty obvious shit, yeah? So you can look at that and go, man, Patty Mills, 21 points. Holy shit, we've got to add him. He won't do this. Say, for example, he goes three of seven, which is still a really good three-point shooting night. He has nine points and how hard are you about that or how excited how absolutely sloppy are you getting thinking about Paddy Mills and his 9 points the answer is you don't give a shit you just don't care i'm encouraged by him getting 29 minutes that was because of something else weird that happened in this game but yeah i'd look at him more as a streamer and realize that this is just not a realistic thing for him every night to do the weird thing that i'm referencing is the shark bruce brown baby shark doo, 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 doo. I thought there was a lot of horrendous coaching decisions from Steve Nash in this one, and not playing Bruce Brown, who was maybe your fifth best player last year at all, is right up there. Just made no sense whatsoever. You get Javon Carter in, you play him over Bruce Brown. Nonsense. Like, nonsense. James Johnson over Bruce Brown? Get out of here. The corpse of Paul Millsap, who played five minutes and looked trash? Useless decision. LaMarcus Aldridge? Absolutely cooked. A useless decision. I think Bruce Brown's a better player than Blake Griffin at this point. Uh, it made no sense whatsoever. Now, if you did draft Bruce Brown in a 12-team league, I thought Brown was going to start up until yesterday when I heard that uh, Claxton was going to get the nod. Right? In a, in a, tw- there's no upside in Bruce Brown in a 12-team league, so you don't have, you don't hold him there. You can drop him, but he's not going to stay out of the rotation. I would think every night. It's just, it's not going to be the case. So I would expect him to improve. So 16 teamers, you want to hold. Claxton started, he played 24 minutes, he had 12 and 7. But honestly, he wasn't very good. They just went at him and at him and at him. He had no other stats, no assists, no steals, no blocks, missed all three of his free throws. The 24 minutes are encouraging, especially considering Milsap and Aldridge looked terrible. So if you want to add Claxton in 12-team leagues, go ahead. But I don't think it's going to be a game-breaking type scenario. Griffin had 6 and 5 in his 23 minutes, and he was okay, but when you rely upon him, Millsap and Aldridge, and they look as shit-ass as they did, it's a real problem. And then Claxton, the young guy, looks bad as well. It was just a bad, bad scenario. Javon Carter was scoreless in his 19 minutes. Well, I better give you um, Aldridge's line just for context. One point in 16 minutes on 0 of 2 shooting and 1 of 4 from the line. He just looked terrible. He looked this terrible last year as well in San Antonio. In Brooklyn, he looked better. But in San Antonio, he looked like this. Maybe at his age, he's just done. It's, it's absolutely likely at this point. Not only possible, it's absolutely, absolutely likely. On the Bucks side of things, oh, to. oh. let's start with the great thing. Seven of nine from the line. Now, he was a top five fantasy pick for me pretty easily. Yeah, it was him, Harden, Curry. Actually, top four, I had him. Um, him, Harden, Curry, and Jokic as the top, um, top four guys. And he obviously did that here 32 14 and 7 a steel two blocks 48 from the field and that's seven of nine from the line which is excellent chris middleton started out really slowly ended with 20 and nine in 31 minutes so i hit the 21 and a half under there love that one um middleton was poor early and it helped that drew holiday he was on fire got hurt drew suffered a heel contusion they did have an mri and it's clean so he should be ready to go relatively soon, but maybe he misses a game or two. So nothing hopefully long term. Drew had twelve in eighteen minutes, but the trickle on effect from Drew being out meant that we got a massive second half from Grayson Allen, a massive second half from Pat Connerton, and a massive explosion from Jordan Wara. Now Noora was a guy that yesterday's What to Watch I told you was a good stream option. I didn't expect this and I didn't expect him to play twenty-six minutes. That's a large factor of Drew being out. He had fifteen and six with three threes a steal and a block Noora in those twenty-six minutes. I don't think that he can maintain 12-team league value, so I wouldn't be looking to add him. Nor with Connaughton, who had 20 points on 62% shooting um, in 30 minutes. He had four threes. He was really good, but it, again, it's a factor of Portis being out, of Holiday being injured, of Hood not being there, of DiVincenzo not being there. I just don't see that being a maintainable thing. Grayson Allen's the one who I would consider. 10 points in 28 minutes. He had three threes. The six assists, he played point guard with out, and two steals. Now you only shot 30%. So I could have been a lot better. If you are looking for, and the thing is, is you know, the Bucks have two more quality games this week, two streamers, Thursday and Saturday. Allen, a great add. Nora is a solid add as well. But if Portis does play the next game and Drew is fine, then their value is going to hit. Now I would rather add Allen and Nora over Pat Connaughton personally, but they the value of them in this week is markedly higher than what it will be, say next week when the schedule isn't as friendly and perhaps Portis is back in action. George Hill only played 23 minutes. He was pretty poor. Like, I prioritized Allen and War ahead of him pretty clearly. We got some minutes from Mamakilashvili because of the absence of Porter and Shemi, and yeah, he didn't do particularly well there. Well, Fanasis and every time he dribbles, it's like, oh my God, what is this guy doing? Can you please stop dribbling? Um, but overall, you know, he had to be forced into minutes because uh, because of those absences to other players. All right, let's go on to the next game, the last game of the day. The Golden State Warriors and the uh, and Los Angeles Lakers had a pretty good day with my Yahoo betting article today. Five of five, and I wish I had the balls to say yes, go with the Warriors outright. In the end, I just said I think the Warriors are going to win, but pick them plus three point five. In the end, after a terrible first half, the Warriors get that win, one twenty one, one fourteen over the Lakers. Um, Let's start with the good side of things with the Warriors. Actually, it's not even a good side because Steph Curry didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He did have a triple-double, but the shooting was way off for Steph. Steph ended with 21-10-10 and with three steals and two threes on 24% shooting. That's obviously horrendous, but nine of nine from the line. Jordan Poole also was really poor early on in terms of shooting, but finished with 20 points, four threes, three assists, and a steal. That's justifying picking him in every draft. If he's not rostered in your league, figure it out. He has to be rostered. Uh, Andy Wiggins was on a minutes limit due to conditioning and it was pretty shithouse from him early on. Had a nice hustle rebound late, ended with 12 and seven with two threes. That was really, really, yeah, solid end to the game for him. But there was some, still some confusing things with this Warriors rotation. Otto Porter had played a huge role in preseason. He'd looked good and then he barely played, like five minutes in each half. He ended with just 12 minutes for five points and two steals. He is rostered in an absolute shit ton of leagues. Every 12-team league, Jack Armstrong, first time this year. Here. Yeah, get rid of him. No point. They played Andre Iguodala a lot. Now, w- before the game, Kerr did sort of say he was going to play the older guys ahead of the younger guys. That meant Moses Moody didn't play, really. He played five minutes, and Iguodala played uh, 23 for 12 points. Don't add Iguodala anywhere. But you can consider Nemanja Bielica. Now, we know Marvin Bagley's agent had an issue. Oh, the Kings, they're not going to play him. They're not going to put him in the rotation. Did, did his... Uh, did uh, you know, Jeff Schwartz, I think it was, that agency, put it out when the Kings last year decided to play Bagley in front of a clearly superior player in Bielica? Do you have a problem with that? Or it's only a problem when it affects his client, which of course is absolutely his job as his manager. But the Kings didn't play Bielica, they refused to play him. Luke Walton's the worst coach in the NBA, but Bielica was great here. 15-11-4. Now, the 26 minutes a night, Fine. He's significantly better than James Wiseman. He helps them win more than James Wiseman. Having him, Looney, and Draymond take all the center minutes is a great way to go. And Bealita won't be this good every game. But he's going to have a sizable role. He's not going to be an 86% shooter. 15 and 11 with four assists is a really nice line. If you want to add him in a 14-team league, I can understand that. If you want to take a flyer in a 12, okay, go ahead. But there are a few things there that probably won't stick. Draymond was very Draymond, wasn't he? 6, 8, and 6. That's sort of what you expect. You hope he shoots a little bit better than 40 from the field and 50 from the line. But overall, not too bad. Well, 29 minutes from Damian Lee is a stunning uh, turn of events. I didn't expect 29 minutes. He had 15 points. He had 6 of 6 from the line. Still, we're not adding him in 12 or 14 team leagues, but he got way more minutes than I anticipated. Well, 15 minutes for Kavon Looney and just 12 for one Toscano Anderson. Now, the bad. Actually, well, the bad in terms of the Lakers. Let's talk the good. LeBron... He looked, he looked unbelievable. A fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. Yeah, it is a fucking goat because he was unbelievable. 34, 11, and five. He hit five threes, he had a steal and a block. Unfortunately, he can't hit free throws, and that's always going to drag him down. But just a monster performance overall. And Anthony Davis, is he back? Well, most of the line would suggest yes. 33 and 11, a steal, two blocks. That's Vintage Davis. 58 from the field on 30% usage. Excellent. Unfortunately, he went 2 of 7 from the line. Now, he had a dip in his free throws last season. We thought, oh, it's a confidence thing, whatever. He still struggled in the preseason. This is dreadful. This is turning him into Giannis or Zion or Rudy Gobert or one of those blokes. Let's hope it doesn't continue, but it's a very, very poor trend. Um, And that's it. That's the good from this team. Russell Westbrook, kids... I know I've already sworn, but kids, cover cover your ears. He was fucking terrible. This, you worry, you worried about Westbrook joining this team, how it would work. He had eight, five, and five. No threes, no steals, no blocks. At least he didn't get to miss any free throws because he didn't take any. He shot 31% from the field. He took horrendous shots. He's never going to get those numbers that he got last year with a rebound. I thought he'd still get more rebounds and assists, but he's never going to approach that triple-double. You don't drop him. But I'm not sure how much of a buy low it actually is. Because the person who drafted Westbrook, I don't think I drafted Westbrook in any league. The person who drafted him obviously believes in him a lot more than, say, I do. So they're not going to be willing to give him up for the value that I think he is, which is probably not a top 50 player. So I'm not really sure that you're even bothering to get him there. Malik Monk had six points in 19 minutes. Now, to be fair to the Lakers, they were missing four rotation players. Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn, and Talon Horton Tucker. They were all out. And that makes it tough. Monk shouldn't play, really, when these guys come back. He was atrocious. 26 minutes for Kamala Anthony is too many. Nine points with two threes there for him. He's not worth rostering in leagues. Um, DeAndre Jordan started for literally no good reason at all. He played 13 minutes for two points, while Howard had five and six in 13 minutes. Just play Anthony Davis at center. This is not hard. If you can manage to do it in closing lineups and for every yeah you know, for half of the game, do it for more. Don't waste your time with someone as absolutely shitful as John Ray Jordan out there clogging up 12 minutes. If you want to play Dwight Howard 12 minutes, sure. By all means, play him at 15 minutes if you want. But this foolishness of playing these inadequate lineups is ridiculous. Playing Rondo and Westbrook together is disgusting. Rondo was actually not too bad. He had well, actually wasn't that good. Cool. He had five assists and two steals which has some value. Avery Bradley came in, he has six points in eight minutes. They're probably going to include him as part of the rotation. And Avery Bradley has been overrated for the last five years. But if it means him playing means DeAndre Jordan doesn't, I'm actually in favor of it. Getting Kendrick Nunn back is going to help. Getting Allenton back is going to help for sure. Because it's going to take the minutes away from Carmelo, from um, DeAndre Jordan, hopefully. And these other guys who just struggle. But you still got 35 minutes of Westbrook. And he killed them when he was on the court. He was so bad. I know Russ takes time to warm up and he's got to adjust to this system. He was bad. He was just atrociously bad. And honestly, if it, if he didn't have a history of getting better as the season went on, if this is what the baseline, is, a clear drop. He's not a drop. Don't drop Russell Westbrook. But in three months' time, I could very easily be saying it. I'm not. And you're not dropping him. But that was... It was terrible. Just so... LeBron and Davis carried, and everyone else did nothing, and we worried about how they would all fit together after losing a bunch of key rotation pieces, and we thought some of the pieces they brought in could be okay, uh, but they weren't. Yeah, it, it, it hurts that four of those guys are out, but holy shit, they were just, they were just really bad. Westbrook, atrocious, Mallow terrible, Monk, useless, Jordan, what's he doing? Like, do you have one positive thing to say apart from Avery Bradley's little seven-minute cameo at the end after he was signed like this morning? About the rest of that team, they're gonna be better than this. They have to be. Otherwise, it's gonna be a pretty tough season. Um, pretty tough season for the Lakers. I would expect if uh, if things go on uh, in that manner. But it's not tough if you do enjoy Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars ever. Get yourself some Built Bars. Whatever flavor you want, raspberry, orange, strawberry, cookies and cream, coconut, salted caramel, built Bar has it, and they're also delicious. Oh, they're not also delicious. They are delicious. They're also good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar is the delicious and healthy protein bar, and you can also get them now at 15% off by using our code LOCKED15 at built.com. That saves you 15% off your boxes of Built Bar. So get yourself some Built Bars. save 15% with the code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We're back. The NBA, it's better than ever. A new web interfa- interface. Oh, I can't say that word is there at BetOnline for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated site or the mobile website and sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome match bonus from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, boxing, Write to the favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, so that's the game recaps are done. Let's have a look at the top performers for the day. And we'll start by the top 10 nine cat performers. Um at number one was Yanni. Number two goes uh LeBron. Number three is James Harden. Number four is Steph Curry, number five is Kevin Durant. Number six is Paddy Mills, who's an interesting streamer, probably more 14-team leagues. Nemanja Bielitsa, more 14 than 12, but I don't hate streaming him in for this week in 12-team leagues if you really need it. But again, those two guys were really fueled by ridiculously high shooting. Anthony Davis, Pat Connaughton, again, I don't buy that long-term, and then Chris Middleton rounds out your top 10. But if we have a look at the top 10... um, The top 10 players who are rostered in under 50% of advanced leagues. There's some interesting names. We've got Mills at the top and Bielica there and Connaughton. But then Grayson Allen, who I think is worthwhile as a 12-team league guy, at least for this week. Jordan Wara, a very good stream option, probably more 14 than 12. Damian Lee, who I mentioned had a bit of a a nice performance with those free throws especially. He's more like 16-team leagues for me. Iguodala, I'm not really caring there. Then it gets pretty rough. Thanasis Antetokounmpo, Rajon Rondo, and Blake Griffin. Again, we've only two games on. We're talking about some bottom-of-the-barrel type options here. But if we look to the top 10 players in points leagues, we start with Giannis at 1, LeBron at 2, Davis at 3, Durant at 4, Curry 5, Harden 6, Middleton 7, Bielica 8, Connaughton, 9, and Pat Mills at 10. So they are, they are your top 10 performers for the day. And guys, that will do it. That's it. The first recap show in the books. Only two games today. Tomorrow, we're going to burst right out there. 11 games. Huge one tomorrow. Make sure you're ch- uh, tuning in. Pre-game show, what to watch for coming as well, guys. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, and here on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.